on behalf of Rebuilding Your Life Radio and the Train Your Brain, Plan Your Power calls, welcome. Joining me today is Jacqueline McCoy. Jackie lives in Baltimore, Maryland, and she has had her share of difficulties. Yet she's been able to claim her victory and help others in the process. Let's welcome Jackie to the show. Please wave your hands to welcome Jacqueline McCoy. Hello, Jackie. Welcome. Hi. Thank you very much. And to all the listeners, thank you. And it's a blessing to be here on today. Well, thank you. We appreciate the blessings. Jackie, starting with your parents, people have always expected you to find the solutions. What was it that your parents expected you to do? Well, my parents expected me to solve or find the answers to a lot of problems. I was never in a position as a young child, I'd say around 12 or 13, to say that, no, I I can't do this. Um, They would say, Jackie, you need to, I grew up with a brother that was mentally retarded, and there were times that my father could not take my mother. And she would say, you need to find me a ride. To, to go visit your brother. And I'm like, how am I supposed to do that? And I'm yet a child. But because I, I had um, older cousins and I had, um, my sister was already married, I wasn't afraid to go out and ask someone, look, you know, we need help. Uh, could you take my mother to visit my brother? And they were kind enough to do that for me. And after a while, it, it became a routine. And as I grew older, you know, my parents had their issues between the two of them. You know, and I was raised that parents stayed together for the sake of the children. But they had their individual lives or things that they did um, separately. So that caused a lot of friction in the family. So here I become the peacemaker. You know, I'm the one that would go and say, well, why are you doing this? Because this is not good for the other person. And and this is how all this came about. So later now, on, it's like, Jackie, I need you to do this or do that. Yeah. Well, Jackie, did, did that have an impact on you in terms of how you grew up and how you looked at life? Well, I was in a position, I always talked to God, even though at the time I didn't know anything about having a relationship. But uh, we went to church, but I knew that there was a being that was higher than myself. And I began to talk, and I would ask them, why me? Because, you know, a lot of times we all face challenges in life that are not ours, and especially as young kids, you know, kids, uh, are run into situations of, with predators and, and and parents that are not being accountable or responsible for their behavior. And you want to know why is this happening to me? And um, I never understood, but as I saw life go on, I refused to be the product of what was going on around me. I, I knew that life had to be better. And if I did things different ways, if I learned a little bit more, 
maybe I would not be in this situation. Well, well, did you get depressed or did you have, you know, um, emotional reactions to all of this? For the most part, I've always been a caring person. So, you know, I always cared about uh, solving the issue or not seeing anyone go through hurt and pain. But I can honestly say about 15 or 16, I felt like I wanted to run away because I was tired of the the parental issues. My parents used to argue and debate all the time. And, And my mother was very spoiled, and my dad did everything he could to please her, but he never could. And then there were some issues she was holding on to from their past, and but they weren't aware that it was affecting us as children. And well, and I got to the point I got tired of dealing with that, and I wanted to run away. I did. Well, you used the term when we talked the first time that the Lord brought you back. What was your experience of that? Well, I felt like I was in a place by myself that no one ever understood. Um, I knew I had special gifts, and and I knew that um, I had this gift of wisdom. But there was no one to talk to, no one to understand, because, you know, after you start uh, doing things for a lot of people and they get used to it, they they don't ask you how do you feel or or how's it affecting you? If it works, they expect you to continue to do it. And I just, all I know is I kept talking to God, and I felt lost. I felt all alone, and I prayed and asked him to save me, help me, because I knew that if if I didn't get the help that I needed, I would go down the path of destruction. And I, and I bumped my head a couple of times trying to figure life's challenges out. Because I didn't have a mom that I could sit down and talk to her about life because she was too busy living her own life. I mean, they took care of us in the house, but that family relationship, it was not there. So I learned to talk to older people. God sent me in in that direction. Mm -hmm. Was there a particular message that or inspirate powerful or inspirational message that you received from God in the middle of this? God wanted me to know that there is hope and 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 that He loved me. And every day that I woke up, there was another chance for hope, for life to change, for it to get better if I trusted in Him, because we we grow up believing that we can trust a friend or we can trust a family member or we'll listen to what someone else says. But when we get in that dark place or or that desert place uh, and you look for help and you cry out for help, sometimes there's nobody there. And I realized that the more I called on God, the more he showed himself to me. He let me know that he loved me, and victory was every day that I woke up and believing that this was going to be a good day, God loves me if nobody else does, and that there's something good that's going to happen to me today. 
And when I grew up, when I started to think that way and believe that, I could see my life begin to change and unfold. I, I could see that a lot of the problems that I thought I needed to solve, I didn't have to do that because he could solve it for me. I thought I could solve every problem. I did. Mm. And that's a heavy weight on a yeah. young person to have to yeah. solve every problem. It's a heavy weight on adults who think they have to solve every problem. Yeah. So you you call your book Claiming Your Victory. What What is victory? Why do we need it and why do we believe? Victory is belief. It's, it's belief in a higher power that there is one or someone that's greater than yourself. And a lot of things that happen to us, it's not always um, something that we've done, but they're like circumstances. And when many people are involved in our circumstances or in our space, things happen. Victory is, is the belief in, in the word of God. I learned that um, at a later time I began to read the Bible. And I was angry because I didn't understand it. And I knew I was a good person. And, and I did everything. I tried to do everything the right way. But still, trouble found me. And, and things were happening that I wasn't in control of. And, and victory was asking God to help me to understand the things that he had spoken and when I begin to understand the word, because God is not a man, God is spiritual. When I begin to understand those words, I begin to apply those words. And I would say, God, well, you said in your word that uh, you have plans for me, plans that evil won't do me any harm, plans to prosper me. Well, where are they? How, how do I get there? And I realized the more I asked God that, the more God revealed himself to me. And, and, and faith is, is the evidence, uh, is the substance of things that you hope for, but the evidence of things that you cannot see. And that kept my hope alive because I had someone greater than myself to believe in and to focus on. Uh, victory is the power of the word of God. When God says he can do it and you believe he will do it, he will do it. He will do it. I'm living, I'm a living, living witness of that. And it's the manifestations of his promise. If, if he told you, believe in me and that there's a better job for you and you may have tried to find six jobs and they didn't work, there's a reason why he didn't give you one in those six, because he has one better for you. And if you be patient and wait on it, it will come because you believe in him and you're not trying to do it yourself. Jackie, you made the comment, because you work a lot with um, young, young people, different groups within the uh, church community. And you made a comment when we first talked that today's children don't know how to deal with life's problems. They just don't have any life skills. I, yes. Um, 
and I believe it's because, and it's no disrespect to anyone, but as parents, we are responsible. We are accountable and held accountable to teach the children. And if the children are not taught uh, respect and, and promise and hope, then they have nothing to cling on to but the the natural or the physical things that they see. They have to be taught that there are other environments other than the one that you live in. They have to be taught that there is power in knowledge and power in reading, power in education, and not the physical power, but to to grow with inside of yourself. You have to know your own self-identities, what you like, what you dislike, what makes you happy, what makes you sad. And if we don't know these things about ourselves, then no matter what we do in this world, we will never be satisfied. We will never be content because we're looking at the – go ahead. I'm sorry. Yeah, Jackie, that – I mean, the educational part of it, teaching – people. I understand that that's important, but so many of these kids are sort of locked in their own worlds. How do you begin to touch them? How do you break through to to communicate the teaching that you want them to get? First of all, you learn to listen. Um, a lot of times, children want or crave for attention. And a lot of times, you have to, when you're in an environment with children, you have to sit down and watch them and, and see, uh, take interest in, in, in what they're talking about, the things that they like to do. Listen to the words that they're speaking about, and then you begin to open up a conversation right where they are. And you're not there, you let them know that you're not there to judge them but you want to love them. They're loved anyway. You're loved anyway. I'm going to love you anyway, no matter what you've done or what you say. But we have to begin at the beginning of where they are. You have to meet the needs of the person in order to help them to grow. And we don't do this now. Everything is fast in the world. It's fast-paced. Social media you learn it on TVs. You learn it playing video games. That's not one-on-one. We all need one-on-one attention. And I, I believe that's where you started with young kids. I, I did an experiment with young women, and um, I took them on a retreat, and it's something that they never did before. I said, we're going up in the mountains, and, and, and we're going to meet God and, and talk, but I also let them know that whatever they spoke, that it would be private, it would be in confidence, because they got to know that they can trust someone. Mm-hmm. And nowadays, uh, we don't easily trust each other. Um, so the children have to know that they, they have to have somebody they can trust because you don't know what they've gone through. When they begin to trust you, they begin to open up and reveal what their pain is, what their needs are, what they have, what they don't have. And once you find that out, you can develop a relationship with them. 
And through the relationship, you can begin to to groom them and grow them, and they'll be willing to learn. You help them to identify themselves, and they'll find out that there are some good things about me, and, 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 and there are some great things that I can do. And you begin to nurture those areas of, the, of their lives or, or, or themselves, and after a while you'll see this beautiful flower blossom. That's a beautiful vision. Yeah. How, where do you serve in the community, Jackie? I serve at different churches. I, I go to um, the shelters. We have a lot of outreach. I will walk the street corners. Sometimes we do evangelism. Um, and we go into the roughest neighborhoods. I know uh, you all heard about um, when Freddie Gray was killed here in Baltimore. Mm-hmm. And it was in one of the rough areas of the neighborhoods. Well, my husband and I, my husband is a great evangelist, uh, Pastor Kevin McCoy, and um, we decided that we would be a part of the evangelist team that would go out to these neighborhoods that um, are forgotten, these are neighborhoods where a lot of the children are undereducated because they closed down a lot of the schools. And we begin to talk and we begin to pray with them. And some of them didn't want prayer. They were like, get away from me. They were so angry. I spoke to a young lady who said, this is a rough neighborhood, but I never know whether I'm going to make it out of here. And I said, why would you say that? She said, because every day you, you wake up, this is what you see. This is what you hear. And you go to work, you do what you have to do, and you come home. But she didn't know that there were other possibilities that were waiting outside of this neighborhood for her. So we shared information of different outreach programs, and 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 we gave out numbers and and also names of those that could help those that wanted to be helped. And it, it's work, but it's worth it. Now that. That I mean, that's really practical to be able to do that. But you're also fighting against what I guess you called it generational behaviors, that we need to see what they're carrying from not just their parents or the grandparents, but, you know, for extended periods of time. And how do you then replace those behaviors? Do you work with them on that? We you begin to, once they reveal what has happened, and a lot of them will, you know, say that my parents used to, you know, be addicts and, and, and this person, you know, used to be an abuser, then we begin to help them to understand that you don't have to be what your parents used to be. Your your parents had their lives, and you are entitled to yours. And through the grace and the power of the word of God, we begin to, to let them understand that God has a plan for you in a different way if you're willing to explore it and if you're willing to challenge yourself to find out. And it's, it's work. But they get attached to you, and once you make a commitment to a young person's life, you have to stay with them. So 
My job is once I get them to trust me, I let them know that I'm always there for them. I'm up there in the middle of the night. I'll come to them. I'll come rescue them. I'll be there for them. I let them know that they are not alone. And once they get strong enough and realize that they can take the next step by themselves, then you kind of give them a little space so they can see themselves. But you have to encourage them. You have to empower them. And you have to make them see the difference in themselves versus their parents because it is generational curses. You know, I'm going to sell drugs because that's what my brothers and my sisters and my aunt and my uncle and my fathers do. No, no, you don't have to do that because you have a talent that's much greater than that. And, And we don't take time. The parents now don't take time to teach the children these things. And they don't know. Or children, if you don't teach them, how are they going to know it? And I imagine that their parents may not know. That's true. And, I, and so you they, do have They wouldn't parents. even begin to know where to start on that. So what your book, Claiming Your Victory, um, yes. does it deal with these thoughts? Does it capture these this kind of thinking? Yes. It, it, it starts out by letting you know, you know, you know, I understand what it is to be in a dark place, to feel lost and hopeless and, and helpless and that no one cares. Um, and and I begin to encourage them through the word of God that God does care. And And I made a promise that if anyone is connected to me, that I would make sure that they are not by themselves. And I begin to teach them how to, Speak into themselves. Speak into the day, the morning, to command your day that today is going to be a good day for me no matter what. And I declare and decree by the power of God that God has something great planned for me, and I'm going to be in that position to receive it. And when I speak that way, that means that the negative people, the negative thoughts, I begin to remove those things that are negative out of my way. I don't entertain it. I, I don't rely on that. And I search for what is good. And when you begin to practice those behaviors and practice those these things, you begin to empower yourself. You begin to feel stronger. You begin to believe I can get out of this situation, that this is not my destiny. And the book teaches that through Scripture. Every, everything that I'm telling them um, it teaches them through Scripture. And mm-hmm. I thought, oh, you know, God, he has a plan for you, a plan not to cause you evil, but a plan and a future for you. So the next thing you're going to ask them, say, well, okay, God, where is it? What you don't understand is that every time you ask God a question, you begin to develop a relationship with him. Because mm-hmm. the mm-hmm. more you ask him, the more he's willing to show you. Jackie, what do you like most about your work? I like most about my work 
the care that I have to give, the patience and time that I put into it through the spirit so that I can reach the needs and the depths of where I need to go when I'm when I'm working with people. I, my blessing is the results of them saying, Jackie, I got it. Jackie, I understand. Or, or let me tell you what God did for me. You, you said if I do this, this would happen. And let me tell you what God did for me. And that makes me feel so great that if one person gets it, because sometimes you work hard and you say, Lord, look look like, is, is it all in vain? But the Lord will let you know, no, it's not. Because if it's one person that gets it, that's one less person who has to suffer. And then I'm able to move to the next. And then I do group seminars. I do seminars for groups. And so we do projects. We do hands-on. I like real visual people. And and a lot of times we require visual aid. So a lot mm-hmm. of my teachings are done with hands-on um, projects where they're actually creating and working it through their mind and through their hands. And I say, and, and as you're creating this, as you're, you're, you're making this, tell me what God is saying to you. What are you saying to God while you're doing this? And this is oh, I helping like them to trust. I like that. Yeah, yeah. I, yeah. I, I remember doing, you know, art art projects during retreats. And mm-hmm. yet I wasn't really paying attention to why or what was I supposed to be getting out of it. And you've just said it so well. It's a, an incredible opportunity for an exchange between you and God yeah. in the course of the creativity. Mm-hmm. Yes. You know, when we when we first talked, you also um, made a statement that every day we wake up is a victory, a day of hope, and the miracle comes through. What is the miracle? The miracle is being able to recognize the presence of God being there. The miracle is you may have hoped two months ago and nothing has happened, but because you are trusting God now, and you're hoping on the same thing. This is the day that the miracle may show up. And a lot of times, the closer you get to God, every day he shows you another blessing. And he shows you a blessing of something that you've hoped for, something that you prayed for, something that you didn't believe could happen to you. But because you took a chance and trusted him, he shows it to you. We trust everything else and everybody else, don't we? We all are guilty of that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But a lot of times, the maker of all of creation, regardless of the name that you call it, that divine power that you look up to, that creator is in charge of everything. And once we recognize that, and let him be the creator, that divine being, the God that he is. When we step out and let him do what he promised to do, he shows it to us every day. Wow. I, I can tell you of some experiences that I have had, and I've watched God just unfold it just like 
uh, you know, opening up a, a envelope and opening up a letter. And I said, oh, my God, God, I just said that to you yesterday. But because I stayed in my place, and I, I've learned how to praise God. I learned how to wake up every day that he allows me to be on this earth. I learned to say thank you. Before I get out of bed, just thank you. Because just that thank you alone, you're letting God come in. You're appreciating the small things. If you can appreciate the small things, you'll you jump for joy over the big things. And this so is what, what we have to teach the children. Yeah, because they don't know it. Yeah. They don't know. What would you love to do now? My dream is to one day, I, I, I would like my book to, first of all, um, be in different languages around the world because this is not just for me. The words of claiming your victory was inspired for everyone, anyone that's um feel like they're lost uh, in this world or there's no hope and and they can't um, come out of their situation, I want them to know that they can. There is a way, and God is there, and no matter what you've done or what has happened, God still loves you. He still loves you. And and when you – I want to be able to one day open up – I wouldn't call them recreation centers, but I'd like to have a center where the young people can come to for all for different types of arts and crafts. And I'd like different sections where if you want to learn ballet, you can do that here. If you want to, if you like to read, you can read over here. Where any area that that you feel that you're good at or you would like to 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 explore that that's available for you in the center. I would like to um, open up victory houses. And I already have the paperwork. It's just a matter of the funds and um, the place. The victory houses are for single, not single women, but I could say women that have children. Because a lot of these young women that have children weren't taught life skills, but they're having a lot of kids. Mm-hmm. And I like to have a victory house set up where they can come with their children. There's a daycare center there, but they can also, they have to agree to be taught to, to want to go to school, to get their GED, and to learn life skills. And when they leave there, they're prepared to go to a job. They're prepared for college. They're they're no longer dependent on the system to take care of their children, that they have enough, um, um, what I want to say, confidence in themselves to be able to go out here and work and take care of a family and then be positive women themselves. You know, you don't have to... Mm -hmm. Uh, allow your body to get what you want, but respect your body. Respect the beautiful person that God made. And when you can respect that, respect will grant you respect. That's a powerful lesson for them to learn. Yeah. Well, yeah, I have, um, my vision is like, I'm like five years ahead of myself because I'm able to see 
um, God allows me to see what could be. One day I know that I'm going to travel around the world to third world countries. I have a vision of helping to build schools there for Mm -hmm. the young Mm -hmm. kids as well in third world countries. Yes. And it was amazing. My cousin, who's a pastor in Bowie, just said, Jackie, I'm going to South Africa to do ministry, and God told me, to call you, to prepare you, because the next time I go, I'm asking that you would go with me. And I said, look at God. That's victory. That was a dream or a promise years ago. But look Mm -hmm. at God unfolding it. Yes. Yes, yes. That's what it looks like on the way to its fulfillment. Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. So, So where are your books available? They're available on Amazon.com. Barnes and Nobles, it comes in the Kindle book as well, you know, that you can mm-hmm. download or upload mm-hmm. into your computer. And um, that's where we are right now. It's at Amazon, it has pretty good. Barnes and Noble, it may not be on the shelf, but they will order it for you if it's not there. Well, it has certainly been uplifting to talk to you today, Jackie. You have a powerful message, you know, on connecting with God. You know, it's, we need to hear it all the time. Yeah. We just need to hear it, you know. So thanks to our listeners as well. We've been talking with Jacqueline McCoy about her book, Claiming Your Victory. If you're feeling alone, depressed, hopeless, thoughts in this book, will proclaim that you are loved, you can claim your treasure, you can achieve, there is hope. So don't let any situation defeat you. Turn it over to God. So thanks again, Jackie. We appreciate your time being with us today. Thank you for allowing me to share this time with you, and thank you, listeners, for being here. And you all have a great and blessed day. Thank you. Thank you. So that's all for this program, everyone. Bye for now. Be blessed, be well, and be safe.